Happy birthday. Crit Academy is one year. One year anniversary. And there's confetti on half the room. Nice job. (laughs) Confetti, and that's my wife making a mess, and I got to now clean up tomorrow morning. (laughs) So happy birthday to Crit Academy. Made it one year. We're really excited for our birthday. Obviously, I told you we had a surprise, right? And here it is. It's about as exciting as it gets. (laughs) We got Ryan back, so that's awesome. I don't don't know what was a better surprise, though. It is Me a surprise. This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's that a bit of a surprise. surprise. <laughs> Brandon is dressed up for Halloween. Say hi, Brandon. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're really glad to be live and have you guys here today. We got a really awesome show for you today. But let's kick it off. Hello and welcome, heroes, to Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. Hello, Joe. (laughs) This podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. (laughs) Our show may not... Yeah, no. No. That's right. No. Yes. (laughs) Our our show may not be suitable for young children, but neither is our D&D game. Oh, heck no. Um, by, oh, look at this. Uh, Jome says, Ryan, the lost prince of creation. <laughs> <laughs> we need more confetti. <laughs> Go ahead, Randall. Why don't you figure this up that next line, buddy? Uh, thanks for joining us today at the Crit Academy Studios, where everything is made up and your roles don't matter. Yep, that's right. Your roles are like a D&D game without an epic adventure. Ooh. Oh, it makes yeah. my genitals tickle. I love it. <laughs> Um, so as with every episode, (laughs) (laughs) as with every episode, we have a wonderful (laughs) gift to get a wonderful prize to give away to one of our lucky listeners. And Lee is going to tell us all about it. Oh, you haven't heard this yet, have you? Each episode, we will draw one lucky subscriber's (laughs) name and they will win the five star rated adventure banquet of the damned. Compliments of Goblin Stone. It's all you, Lee, man. Goblin Stone is a community project for D&D fans based out of the UK. They aim to be a place where you can team up with professionals to turn your ideas into high-quality products and give every fan a chance to get published. Be sure to head over to www.goblinstone.com or you can check out our fellowship link on our website, www.critacademy.com. Lee, man, you are just the bomb. Thank you so much for that. This week's winner is Sodar360. Sodar, yeah, congratulations, Sodar. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand and don't hit No, he just dabbed. And that room. Congratulations, Sodar360. Quit now. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Um, congratulations, Sodar360. We've got an awesome show for you today. Obviously, um, we got a special guest, Ryan, so we're going to beat up on him quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it would be the first time. Our first segment, we actually got an email uh, from Carl Linsmeyer about minis that we're going to answer for our Let's Talk About Blank segment. Our main topic, I'm really excited. This isn't actually something I've done live before or even with anybody around uh we are going to build an adventure together basically we're going to use the dmg as our structure we're going to roll through some charts and hopefully by the end of this show you all have a wonderful adventure to take home with you oh Um, yeah so that's going to be excited and then of course we have our honor tips and tricks segment where we deliver new and reusable content for you to bring with you on your next adventure but before all that we have in the realm where we talk a little bit about what's going on in our lives and I was going to go to Ryan first, but I don't think I can do that. 
Brandon, what's going on in your realm? Fuck you. What? <laughs> Fair enough. I no, don't know. He, that, he might take you up on that. These brokers were all like, oh, yes, it's our Halloween up, so we'll all dress up. And once again, I'm the only fucker here. Hey. Dressed up. If, guys, if, it, if it matters, you look fabulous. You rolled a nat 20, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, I'm in your charisma. Until you opened your mouth. Charisma or deception? I, I, feel, like, I feel like the little little piece deception. of confetti stuck in his hair really adds to it. Oh, yeah. It looks like, looks like he's got like, little butterflies in there. Five pieces of confetti stuck in his hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, why don't you tell everyone why you're dressed up? It's Halloween. It's Halloween. That's part of it, right? Oh, Joan, Joan thinks you look fabulous, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Joan. I agree. <laughs> Looks sexy. Anything exciting going on uh, today particularly? You're going to work like that, right? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to work like this. Don't don't get... Uh... <laughs> that raises the stakes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> mm, How long did it take you to get your uh, makeup on? When did I get here? <laughs> I have six o'clock. I don't know. I was out here. I didn't even know you were here until I walked up there. An hour, hour and a half. <laughs> About as long as the average woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, that's awesome. What about you, Ian? Well, not too much. But he's, this is kind of fun. Before I came here, I, I went to the uh, movie the, the Foreigner, which is like the Jackie, Chan, Jackie Chan movie. But he, not giving away any spoilers, though, when... My, my coworkers told me about this in, in advance, but there was one scene <laughs> near the end of the movie where, like, a security was right in the building. Where's Ian Wood? We're looking for Ian Wood! It's like, whoa, whoa! I'm Ian Wood! You're a, you're a popular guy, what can I say? Yes. Alicia says it took you an hour. <laughs> that's still fat. That, that's still about the, about the same time, right? Good I know. Time. Alicia, good I think, time. is the only woman that doesn't take an hour, hour and a half to get ready. So that's really cool. Is it a good movie? Should I be going to see that? I had fun with it. I love Jackie Chan, so I think he makes good good movies. I mean, well, he did. He's really old now, so maybe not. He still has his own stunts, though. He's still great. Like they, <laughs> that's some still alive. people got like, a group of uh, like world class athletes, uh-huh. like a gymnast, a personal trainer, and someone else, and they just did his daily workout and were like huffing and puffing, dying trying to get through it. Oh, that's awesome! And he's just like sitting there, and just eh, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, not a big deal. I mean, he's not quite. Athletic or showy as he was in some of his previous movies, right. but he's still jumping out windows, right. shimming down poles. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll go see that. Down poles. Well, that's me. So, Ryan, you've been uh, MIA for a while. What's been going on in your realms? <laughs> you abandoned us. Yeah. <laughs> um, school's important. Right. So I'm told. I just yeah. I feel when he's done with school, I'm the one that's gonna get fired and replaced. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just been keeping busy. I, I go with my old. But I always just work in school, man. That's all. That's pretty much <laughs> um, your life. But, but that's what it is when you're Right that now, age. what I'm really excited about is Stranger Things Season 2 just came out. I'm on Episode 3. I'm on Episode awesome. 2. I'm like halfway through Episode 2. I'm done. I stopped yeah, watching whatever. it to come here. Yeah, I, was, I literally I was watching this until 5 o'clock. I asked my, asked my wife. I got up and made dinner. Yeah. I didn't want it to stop, so it's really good, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. So I'm also jealous. I was sad they didn't have D&D at the beginning, though. They did the Dragon's Lair yeah. thing, which was kind of cool. I'm also jealous that my Halloween costume was not nearly as good as... I was Bob Ross for Halloween. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's still an awesome costume. Do you carry, like, a paint thing with you and just start writing See, on walls and I was shit? going... I was, like, everyone was like, you need to carry a paint palette or something like that, because no one's going to... I didn't want to carry something. So uh, I just have like a, a brown afro wig and a beard, like a fake beard wig, well, the, a blue shirt, and some Walmart jeans. But no, I don't think nobody's gonna put that together because you're just a scrub walking down the street at that point. No, everyone was like, "Oh, you're Bob Ross." I was like, exactly. oh, that's good. That's what he always wears. Bob Ross is one of my favorite uh, TV shows. I love it. Bob I, Ross. It helped me get to sleep regularly. It's fantastic. Yeah. So you put together your happy little costume. Yeah. Awesome. And I built another one because everyone deserves a friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um. 
So that's fantastic. Yeah. That's usually when you go to the next person and say... What about you, Justin? You know what? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. I am doing fantastic. There's a lot going on in my life right now. We just did the um, haunted trail for the our church, which was awesome. I saw Alicia's post about it on Facebook. <laughs> so it was really exciting. We had a blast. The kids were terrified. But that's not the most exciting thing that's happened to me. I ran a Halloween-inspired D&D encounter on Friday. Yes, you did. And... I basically had everyone in this room, and we actually recorded it. So all of our patrons, uh, you're going to you're going to get that. You're going to be able to hear it. I'm going to cut it down a little bit because obviously with any session, there's a lot of crud that goes on. But mm-hmm. it was really fun because I had everyone had their headsets on. I had creepy ass music playing in the background. They went to a haunted house, and I suspected you might have thought it was uh, Death House to begin with. Maybe no. Or, oh, good, awesome. No. Um, but basically, they were being tortured by this little like demon demon doll thing but they ran into a uh, a zombie uh, a zombie beholder um and let's just say poor garmore nothing's left but ash after that disintegration ray hit him and vaporized him so i decided that, now mind you i set this up so that you guys had the couldn't just walk away yeah and it didn't chase him but they insisted on alicia says she was the star of the night, night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes yes you are we're, we're yes, gonna talk were, about alicia. that in a second my wife really helped out with it so what had happened is they ran into this zombie beholder and i kind of put him on a leash if they left he wouldn't chase him whatever and they decided to fight him and then one guy gets disintegrated and so i'm like well it's kind of early in the game so i decided i was gonna bring him back as a ghost so i let him use make a couple checks to kind of form his body and come back as a ghost first thing the guy does is chase after luke's character because he blames him for his death and i'm like you got vaporized by a beholder and you're gonna blame your ally <laughs> so that kind of created a little bit of fuss but what had happened is uh when they finally made it through they went up to um the second floor and there's a long hallway and they're creeping down you know doof, doof, doof. and as they approach you know they try to open it doesn't open you know locks not doesn't need picking it's just kind of needs a little bit of oomph so i had called <laughs> talked to my wife previously and decided hey honey i want i'm gonna call you and when i do i want you to stand outside the door and then I want you to pound on it when I sh- uh, you hear me say, give me a strength check. So as they're walking on the door and they do a strength check, they give a roll. And my wife is, do, 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 all over the, <laughs> the look on their fight faces. Priceless. <laughs> like, they all looked at the door like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I'm like, is somebody going to answer it? And they all kind of just look around the room. No, I don't want to get it. <laughs> and so when they open it, my wife's there with a mask and a, and a cloak all dressed up. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Ian, as a player, how did yep. that make you feel? It was good timing. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty exciting, and that was one of the the most uh, uh, fun ones I've ever run. And actually, I have to give it up to Joan because he introduced me to John Wick, who I didn't know who that was. Remember, we talked about it during one of the he just said, live oh, streams. Used my John Wick stuff. Yep, yep. You you <laughs> see, I look at that shit you send me, bro. <laughs> so and he sent me this thing, and that was one of the tricks. He said sometimes you got to break that fourth wall on purpose. Yep. So yeah, that was that happened on on uh, Friday, and I'm super excited, and I can't wait to share that with all our patrons. So if you want to witness the awesomeness that was that experience, you can come go head on over to Patreon.com/slash/CritAcademy and become a patron for as little as a cup of coffee at three dollars a month. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And that's. And that's a cheap cup of coffee, too. Uh, yeah, that is. <laughs> and so, it's not Starbucks coffee. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> so that is it for In the Realm. All right, then. Speaking of other realms... And you can head on over to audibletrial.com slash Academy where you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Yeah, Audible has over 180,000 books for you to choose from for all your mobile devices. and, and Mobile. 
whatever. Um, uh, a buddy, a buddy of ours that was on episode, uh, whatever episode Troy was on, 47, 48, <laughs> whatever. I forget. They're all blend together to me. Right. Um, he actually mentioned getting a book you already had. So I did that. Get it, having an audio book with a book I already have. I'm listening to it when I'm driving, and then when I'm at work, I'm reading. Right. So it significantly increases my. Like how my, fast you get through Yeah, it. how fast I get through the book. So I highly recommend that. That's awesome. So cool. thank you for the tip. What have you been reading? Uh, I'm reading... I started <laughs> over with the uh, Brandon Sanderson's uh, okay. Way of Kings because yeah, the, the third one... About, right? The yeah. third one is coming out... Oh, is it? In either next month or <clears throat> in uh, December. So okay. uh, I want to get through the other ones so I'm fresh caught up. Uh, so moving on to our next segment, we have Let's Talk About Blank. We have a question, or a question here from Carl Lismeyer. Um... Lins so, Meyer. is that what I said? There's an N. Lin. Lin. Oh, no. Carl Linsmeyer. My apologies. As if I really care. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my group decided they wanted to use tabletop maps and minis. We'd been using Roll20 and a monitor for Dungeon Crawl, but it doesn't have the same feel as tokens and minis. I convinced them to use tokens for the monsters since they're easier to store. I can DIY monster tokens pretty easily, but the question I have is what is a good selection of monsters that I should have so I don't need to rush and make 20 new tokens for each sec session? I just don't want to waste my time making tokens for monsters that we won't see very often. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I totally understand that. Um, do you guys have any ideas before I give my blurted, long-winded answer? Uh, let me see. Here. I think it's very dependent on the actual campaign that you're running. And the setting that your campaign Look at is them in. when you talk to me. Well, yeah. yeah, the setting that your campaign's in. You know, if you're if you're running a classic, you know, fantasy style campaign, then sim simple things like wolves and like fa and like things that you're gonna find in the wolves, in the wolves, in the woods, uh, kobolds, little things like that are gonna be really good tokens. But if you're running more of like a a sci-fi themed adventure where it's kind of like a space fantasy type thing and you're gonna want little alien dudes it's really dependent on the setting that your campaign's in i think right um what about you fellas my knee-jerk reaction those like uh, goblins yep. orcs skeletons zombies humans yes that's the one i wanted that's to touch one. on specifically Hunams. Uh, i think um <laughs> in addition to did you have anything you wanted to add or i'm just gonna say reskinning changing colors it's yeah. saying it's something else. Yeah, so um, actually that's a really good a good point too. So, you know, they mentioned all the common stuff. I actually think the human one is the biggest thing because you can put a picture of a human and it can be anything. It can That human can be a wizard. That human can be an archer. That a human bandit, can be... A a, yeah, you can really flavor it to be whatever <laughs> you want. So even if it's general humanoids, not just humans, like having different dragonborn tokens, yeah. having different tiefling tokens, and, and Brandon mentioned reskinning them, changing the color. If you've got the same image but different colors, that can easily represent, you know, one the, uh, the green one can represent a, a kobold and the red one represents a kobold slinger, you know? Well, and that's a big thing is, you know, I've used, as a DM, I've used, you know, I had a character who was playing a human, he didn't, or an elf, he didn't have a mini, so I gave him a human. Because, you know, they're still humanoid unless you're looking right. at the fine details, it's not that big of it. You're not right. going to really notice it that much. <laughs> yeah. Something else, too, though, is... <laughs> Something else too, though, is I know it's not quite what he asked for. Our show's explicit in case you haven't figured it out. <laughs> Today certainly seems to be because it's live. <laughs> but something I've done though, though, in the other games I've run is I've actually taken some like a like a wood tokens that someone cut, you can like cut them off and look from a dowel. But I just got some pre-cut stuff from like joint fabrics and mm -hmm. laminated them. And what that lets me do is I can take a dry erase marker and just. Just like uh, mark them saying like G one, G two, like Goblin one, Goblin two. Right, right. Oh. And that's actually been very helpful because I can 
use them for anything I want and just switch them out on the fly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a perfect perfect point. Um, so yeah, I think those are some pretty good examples. Um, those are obviously the most sense, but it um, he touched on it's going to be the type of campaign. If you're planning on running like the Tyranny of Dragon or something mm-hmm. like that, or something along those lines, you're going to want to focus on those type because you're not going to need you know anything else. You're going to just need little things that represent dragons right. and dragon kin for the the majority of it, and the humans will cover it. So I think those are what I would focus on. Um, I would also consider rescaling your uh, your your tokens too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use the same token, just make it a little bigger. Uh, and actually, do have some tokens that are two inches big, three inches big as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> something that could be useful too is like uh, stuff like playing like pictures of masks on there, maybe silhouettes. Yeah, so like, silhouettes. That's a good one. So like, like you're saying with the humans, that would give you a lot more versatility as well. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually had an episode where one uh, listener had recommended uh, using a guitar punch. To punch out Magic the Gathering cards, man, you could spit out. Picks, yeah. mm-hmm. You could you mm-hmm. could spit out tokens left and right, and it, it could, you can get the Pog one too. But the yeah. Guitar one <laughs> was like a triangle. Yeah. So if you did facing rules for most of the other uh, mm-hmm. game variants, it already had a general direction, which was pretty cool. So reference whatever episode that was because I don't remember. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> they, they blend together. Oh, uh, for those of you that are uh, uh, watching, I would really love to if you've been to our website and checked out the site where I've I've segmented all the unearth tips and tricks um i just got through episodes 10 through 15 so i'm going to upload those in the next day or so but if you like that please let me know um because i don't want to go through 50 episodes to find out you guys don't like it because that takes me a long time to do that so all right um longer than you would think so carl linsmeyer i hope we answered your question if we didn't uh feel free to send an email with your complaint and a five dollar check attached and we'll make sure it gets addressed okay (laughs) <laughs> Anything else you guys want to touch on there? No? Good. Well, this reminds me. So, uh, before I decided to do this uh, this show, I decided that the next um, person to email me would get uh, entered into a drawing to win a very special prize. And surprisingly, the person that won is Carl Linsmeyer. I only, I only got like 11 and they submissions. And may sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a very special prize to give away. Um, thanks to Lore Smith, we have a special digital bundle pack of a map of map packs. Um, he's given us a coupon to share with our listeners. Um, if you haven't seen them, they're they're basic they're digital tile sets that you can mix and match for your your uh, your roll twenty or your fantasy ground uh, settings or any other way you might play virtually on D and D. Or if you really want to get fancy, you can actually print them off, mm-hmm. attach it to some uh, glue them, or mm. attach it to some cardboard or to some cardstock, and just kind of fit them together right on your tabletop yeah. at home, which is pretty awesome. Um, and they're beautiful. If you haven't seen the artwork, uh, man, uh, Laura Smith did a phenomenal job. So you are, have won that coupon. So congratulations, Carl Linsmeyer. So look at that. You're a double winner there. <laughs> yeah, we threw your question on the show, and you get the prize. Yeah, look at that. Win-win. That was totally by chance, though, just so you know. I didn't rig it in his favor at all because I like this question because yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> um, oh, you know what I didn't do though? I, eh, you know, I got to play the music. Congratulations! I'll just do the motions for the music. So this is where it gets really exciting. We're gonna move on to our main topic. Let's build an adventure together. All right. So for all of you that are following us, if you have a DMG available, um, excuse me. You have your DMG. We're going to be looking at the tables on page 74 in the Dungeon Master Guide. And the and this is chapter 3. Creating adventures starting on page 71. Yes, so um, 
actually, I haven't really used these that all that often. I just recently started using them because I knew I was coming up with this episode and I tinkered with it with a little bit. But I was really surprised at how good it actually works. And the fact that you can mm-hmm. do it in a 20-minute period, 20, 30-minute period, and have an adventure go that night. Actually, how awesome is that? The first table is actually on page 73 was Dungeon Goals and Wilderness Goals, but... But we're not using them, are we? Oh yeah, we do <clears throat> got to pick a goal. Uh, I must. I apologize. On page seventy-three, <laughs> on the left-hand side or the right-hand side? Right-hand side. Okay. On page seventy-three. Yeah, whatever. I hate you both. <laughs> you all die. Um, so, uh, so obviously we've got three tables uh, right for the get-go for the goals. We have to decide how we want to do that. So I figured we just like everything else, we can determine which table we're going to pull for randomly. What do you guys think? Okay, go for it. Let's do it. So, we do we want to? We're gonna roll a. D, yeah, there's three tables. We have a wilderness goals, we have dungeon goals, and then we have other goals. So, for one, we'll roll. A D, we'll have Brandon roll a d6, right? A one or two will be dungeon goals. A three or four will be wilderness goals, and a five or six will be other goals. Drum roll. One. 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 So our adventure is going to be under the dungeon goals. Now, if you look, there is 20 options. So what we're going to do here is we're going to roll one of these options, and we would love, uh, it, we're going to kind of discuss amongst ourselves what we can kind of do with that, and then any uh, additional uh, ideas that you guys have on that, please share it with us. The goal is to come up with the most creative build we can off this random table set. Um, so, uh, obviously, the first section will be on dungeon goals. So who would like to figure roll what our first goal is? And then I'm going to kind of fill out our show notes as we go, okay. Um, so I don't got to cool. write it down later, <laughs> going back through it. Fair so enough, so why don't you give us a, a D20 roll and tell us what our description is going to be. And yeah. then, Brandon, if you want to read it in one of your awesome voices, that would be fantastic. Yes, yes. Whoa! Really, dude? I saved it. <laughs> 17. 17. On the table. So why don't you tell us, read off what our option is here, and then let's have a discussion about oh, it. Oh, that's perfect for Halloween. Oh yeah, we should, should be. Or should we try to stick with the Halloween theme? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I was saying this one works really well with Halloween. Oh, gotcha. I'm saying with the dice. What, what the dice roll? Well, we dice can call, We can theme it however we want, though. We, we can. <laughs> Win a better computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny because look what I look like. <laughs> hey, oh, baby. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I saw myself. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. You got this, B. Oh, my God. <coughs> Winner better complete a rite of passage by surviving in the dungeon for a certain amount of time. Oh. Okay, so we've got win a bet or complete a rite. So what kind of bet would they have to win? Why, I don't know. That depends on what else we roll. <laughs> well, no, we this is that's it for this, right? We can. I'd say we can throw a few ideas out for this. Hello, Jesse um, Lee. Oh, God, my wife is on. Uh-oh. <laughs> run, Jesse, run. <laughs> Jesse, quick. <laughs> My only wants to flash. Um, so Hi, we baby. have... We, let's get back on topic. You can flirt with your wife later. <laughs> um, so win a bet or complete a right. Do we want to determine one of those two randomly? Odd or even? Or do we just want to talk about it? Because I think for bets, um, if you haven't checked out our, uh, our third prize, uh, Dragon's Breath Tavern, there's a really cool game uh, called Demon Dice in it, which I think would be a really good one for this. What, else, what do you guys think? What kind of games have you played at your ta- D&D tables? None, actually. 
Oh, dude, we got to step up our game. Indeed. <laughs> See what I did there? Game, step it up. Got I it. did. Um, anybody else? No? I got Ooh, good call, Alicia. <laughs> What's that? A viewer should choose. A viewer should choose. A okay. viewer should choose. Well, what do you guys want? Because you guys had like a minute to decide. <laughs> do you guys <laughs> think we should, we should go with a bet or if we should go with a rite of passage? Or the wives. <laughs> no, 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 no. No wives. No, Jump. no, no. Be gone, Jump. women. I'm just kidding. I'm heart, heart, baby. I'm glad you're watching. Um, if this building burns down, you know why. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, uh, okay, first answer is Joan. He right says the passage. rite of passage. Right of passage. So what are some rites of passages? Oh, too late. Uh, mm. Too badly. Sorry. A little slow. Unless somebody okay. breaks it. We love to have no fears. <laughs> Whatever, woman. Savage. That's harsh. Um, savage. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, a rite of passage. Um, taking some sort of trial. In Final Fantasy X, uh, one of my favorite RPGs, they had the, the, like, the cloister of trials, where they had to go in and solve these puzzles, and then, um, they had to, like, absorb this, this power from a, uh, uh which, quote unquote, they, what do they call them? Aeons or ions? Or what Aeons, yeah. Aeons in that one. And they had to absorb the power. I think having something like that would be really good. Like, let's say you start out as a level one wizard and you don't have, you don't, at the beginning of an adventure, um, that rite of passage could push into how you get your magic. Um, or it could unlock a certain type of spell. So what type of uh, rites of passage do you guys see? I mean, traveling to a distant place is a good one. Uh, this makes, I like, for, for this, what we're going with, with the uh, staying in a dungeon for an amount of time. I like the idea of a dungeon that kind of is supposed to, like, mold itself to, like, the fears of the person that's in it. Oh, so like a living dungeon yeah. that changes depending like, on what, what the person... What I'm think what pops into my head is, have you seen or read Divergent? I have not. Nope. Any of you? No? Nope. Okay, well, well they good. have this tell thing us, tell us. where they, like, <clears throat> one of the houses they're like or not house whatever they're called the factions the thing that they uh, like respect most is bravery so they mm -hmm. have this serum that like puts you into like this crazy nightmare of like your worst fears oh that's and awesome they have, to, they have to get through it and so that's i don't know i see that as you know maybe that's a really from, good one i like that and maybe you're from some like tribe or village or something where bravery is a big thing hey joan the only reason we brought brian's because he's got all, ryan was because he's got all the ideas <laughs> So a dungeon that molds to the fears of the people that are in it. Yeah, maybe it's yeah some ancient evil lives in this dungeon that kind of. Uh, I like that. That's really good. All right. So then, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on there? We got a lot of things to go through. So we do. Um, I think that's a really good one. A dun uh, so you're you have to survive your own fears. Right. That's the means, rite of passage. Which means. As this puts a little work on your players because they really have to develop oh my their God. characters' backstories. Finally, the work is in their hands. Yeah, they what really the have hell? to develop their characters' backstories with their flaws and their fears of what their character is. Yeah, well, uh, you can even you can at session zero at session zero you can say uh, when you're filling out your characters you need to at least give me one minor fear and maybe one major fear. Yeah. One minor that's a little bit inconvenient. Oh, I'm afraid <laughs> of spiders, and one that is very ter uh, like terrifying. Crippling, yeah. yeah, crippling. Like, maybe you're claustrophobic, and as soon as you get in that small space, you start to shiver, and you, yeah. you quake, and you can't move, and you start to become deafened because you can't focus on outside uh, influences. It could be greatest fear, or we could also potentially do, like, like a, a manifestation of, of their greatest flaw. Like, weaknesses. You know? Yeah, well, that's really cool. Which I totally stole from 8-Bit Theater. You know what? The best inspirations aren't always necessary, uh, necessarily from our own, right? Yep. There's no such thing as original ideas anymore. Uh, ain't that the truth? Everything's been done. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of hilarious. It wasn't eight bit theater? The uh, black mage. He was so evil and, and corrupt that the his greatest flaw just ended up being a copy of himself. 
hell? All right, so now, not every adventure it can't be completed without what? A villain. That guy's. We're moving down to, we have to identify an important villain. We're going to use uh, this table to kind of give us an idea of what our big baddie's going to be like. Um, and we have some other bullet points that we really want to fill out that are more personal and motivated. Um, but we're going to come back to those uh, if we have time after we fill everything else out. Motivated, motivated me. So motivated. the very first thing we have to do is roll a d20 to determine what the villain is. Brandon, would you like to do the honors? <laughs> Vanna White. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> Four. 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 We have a dragon bent on domination and plunder. How perfect is that? Awesome. Uh, I just ran an adventure with a Dracolich. Which was pretty awesome. You got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this actually came from using this this template. So it worked out pretty cool. It did. So we have a dragon built on domi- uh, bent on domination <laughs> and plunder. So huh. what are they trying to dominate? People. <laughs> like like uh, I meant more like a small area, a country, a city, a um, territory. Well, okay. What so do you guys think? that move or mixed together with our goal, I think that gives me an idea of maybe. You, you know, let's say I keep going back to like a small, small community of people who maybe they've been kind of like oppressed by this dragon for a long time, like millennia. And so they like annually, biannually, however many years, they like sacrifice people to this dragon in order to like appease it. And maybe this rite of passage is these people are trying to escape from it and trying to which, like, instead which, of being sacrificed. Which dragon? Uh, there's a dragon that does like sleeps and stuff, right? Like, is there one that attacks fear and stuff? Is there one that does that? Fifty Shades of a Grey Dragon? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, dragon for Dragon Boy, that's awesome. <laughs> Lee says all of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, if you can find a, a particular dragon that like can haunt nightmares, that I think that would really go with our theme. So we got a dragon that's on, bent on domination and plunder. Um, so I think that's a really good idea. So do we want to, do we think it should be an entire... <laughs> Like an entire city, or um, not like a you know Baldur's Gate big city. Maybe like a mm, more like a town. Yeah, more like a town, like a small town that's kind of like isolated from the world. Yeah, but kinda. how how can you really you would dominate it? But you're not gonna plunder nothing from a small. Oh, that's a good note to have. Uh, variant. Dragon. Well, but if if he, if he feeds off fear. What Dragon. Oh, has, right. That might be yeah, what he's plundering is yeah. fear. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's awesome. Very first thing. Variant. Dragons as innate spellcasters. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, actually, Lee says uh, Shadow or Astral. Um, Shadow's uh, one of the first or second ones, isn't it? Black Dragon. Blue Dragon. That would be a no, then. Green Dragon. <laughs> I think it's on the very first page of Dragons, I thought. Maybe not. The Shadow Dragon? That was Black Dragon. Oh, well, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so maybe the dragon feeds on fear. Mm-hmm. You can easily uh, take whatever spells uh, you want. I think the Shadow Dragon probably make the most sense. Um, so we'll put that in here. Shadow Dragon that feeds on fear. The metallic types. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they have to send people into this cave every year. As a kind of a sacrifice. And maybe yeah. you're, maybe they send a small group of them. And your adventures, that's your first adventure. Yeah. Is you're the group being sent into kind of like a Kobayashi Maru type? Thing. Yes, very much so. You're being sent to be sacrificed to the no pink dragons, honey. Hi, Dan. West. <laughs> hey, Dan. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> well, not in this edition. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so, all right. So that's pretty good for our villain right now. Um, as we go through these, we might actually come back and fill out villain schemes, methods, and weaknesses of that villain because every villain needs a super weakness, right? 
like they're kryptonite. Um, but before all that, we want to make sure we get through all the adventure stuff. So we've got our we've got our main concept, and we've got our villain. Now we need to know what kind of allies are they going to have. Allies. Brandon, what kind of allies are we going to have? I don't know. I don't have a D12. Is it a D12? It's the white one over here. He's got it. Seven. We have undead with any agenda. Man, it's just being Halloween all up in here, isn't it? Huh? How did you get that? Right here. Where'd you get that from? Adventure. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Wrong. I I am on the wrong. My <laughs> bad. Revenge seeker. Revenge seeker. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm a, I'm a scrub. It's like okay, no numbers. I totally. Are hard, th- yeah. But... You know, I was on the wrong table. That is totally my bad. Um, we're seeking allies, and you. It's actually a D12, and you <clears throat> rolled a seven, right? No, I rolled a twelve. Oh yeah, I was like, "There's no thing as a D seven. <laughs> Our adventure, uh, venturing allies, is revenge a revenge seeker. seeker, somebody who's seeking revenge. Uh, so why would somebody be seeking revenge against this dragon? Because the dragon plundered the fear of his mother, and she's dead now. Like, or maybe it was him, and now he's like crazy. Ooh, both those are really good. Maybe both. Maybe. <laughs> maybe both, yeah. That dragon killed me. Yeah, son. Maybe his family was. <laughs> maybe his family only, was sacrificed. He was the only one who made it out, and now he's. He's all bananas. messed up. Yeah. Oh, there's a in that the back of the DMG. Like in the back of the DMG, there's a uh, a madness chart you can roll on, and maybe your character has madness. And as you're going through this, as you go through, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so and this ally could be uh, either an NPC or if somebody that just visits the game occasionally. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? That sounds a lot like the. Uh, the base storyline for Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah? it, it reminds me a lot of... Uh, I've seen Harry Potter now. Yeah, there we go! I thought you'd appreciate <laughs> that. It reminds me a lot of... Wasn't uh, that good? If you've seen... It, well, you've played World of Warcraft. Yes. The old gods. Yes. How they, you know, they feed off madness and fears of people and they... Well, that, did you watch uh, Clash, of, Clash of Titans? Clash of the Titans? Or, yeah. or, or, um, I saw the original movie. Well, the, the newer one, uh, and then the, followed by the Wrath of the Titans, the gods are dying because the people aren't praying to them no yeah. more. So maybe that could, could be, be... similar. Yeah, maybe this Revenge Seeker is trying to embolden everyone so they're not afraid of this dragon who's sucking away their because fear. Because then it'll die. Because then it'll die because it like won't Tinkerbell. get... Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> Clap your hands up. <laughs> uh, Jason says, could, "Yeah." Jason says a loved one could handle, uh, couldn't handle facing their fear and lost their mind or died. Yeah, that's really good. Dom had a good idea too. The Lord of the Land lost his wife and child to the dragon. January took your idea, right? I like that. Those, so, so those are some really good ideas, mainly because we agree and yeah. it makes them awesome. Yep. Um, no, yeah. So that's really good. I like that. I think that's where we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the. Um, the Lord of the Land, uh, his family was sacrificed, and uh, he's trying to ki- destroy the dragon by emboldening and trying to s- encourage everyone and and trying to strip away that fear that feeds him. Oh, there is okay, Dracolich. You are right, Lee. There's Dracoliches. Yep. There are shadow dragons. Well, they are before black dragon. <laughs> In my, in my defense, I was going off the page number in the beginning index. <laughs> in my defense. <laughs> that was funny. Because for some reason, they did not put the dragon liches or the shadow dragon inside the dragons. Alright, so. so they right before it, but so, Do we want to give this fool a name? Our guy um, needs a name. Here, we didn't give our villain actually, a name either. If we want to keep it in the spirit of randomizing things. Ooh. Oh, do you have a random name generator? Um, oh, yeah, right out of the page, man. Oh, look at that. DB, short for dragon bait. <laughs> Shark bait. 
Okay. Uh, uh, thank you very much for your help, Lee. For roll 3d20. His name is going to be... 7. I hope you're giving me more than one name with all those rolls. Like De a cheddar. The cheddar? <laughs> what you do? That's what, oh, yeah, that's you a, got the... Yeah, it's a little... Spell it for me. D-E-C-H-E-D-E-R. Or A-R. De cheddar. De cheddar. We've got De cheddar. <laughs> that's awesome. That's an awesome feature of, of that uh, that random generator. That's yeah. On this the, thing uh, saves my life so much. Yeah, that's awesome. I believe. It. What's the name of the city? Uh... Oh, we need a city real quick. Why don't you go ahead and pass out the generator or thing? We need a city for this place thing to take place. What is that? Oh, that's confusing me. Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda. Got Rhonda. 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 City of Ronda. I like how this D and G. You could name it like Ronda's, like Ronda's Bluff, or. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like how that's super <laughs> easy. It's like a bluff. Isn't that like a snack center for the dragon? You just fly by <laughs> like a like a McDonald's takeout. It's like a snack pedestal. Uh, Gloom rot. Ooh. I like to buy a number three. Ooh. The um, the young maiden. Ooh, what is that? What is uh, Jom says. Uh, Kurt Velrix. Kurt Velrix for the dragon. We can That's go with that. cool. I like that. Let's go with Kurt that, dragon. Velrix. That's Kurt Velrix. Nice. Okay, well, that's very dragon-esque. It is. You know, I always envision... Uh, people collect titles. Why don't dragons? Who says they like don't? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever see it. I just imagine a dragon. And, huh? So do you speak draconic? No, I don't. But how do you know? I don't. They, I, maybe I. You're maybe right. You're they, right. Maybe, maybe when they're, they're talking, yeah, that's them <laughs> that's introducing themselves. <laughs> there's a there's a meme I saw on the internet with the two dragons yelling at her from Skyrim, and they're roaring and belling, and they're just carrying on a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest thing. Uh, all right, it's so and cheddar for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, yeah they are. Such a there. <laughs> I love that that's totally random. Chowder. Uh, yeah. right, Chowder. So. <laughs> Say it right. It's Chowder. <laughs> Chowder. Um, so now Chowder. we have to... Uh, we need to give some uh, adventuring patrons, you know? Uh, patrons that kind of help fill out the uh, the world and the city that we're going... This is uh, the Shadow Fear Dragons going to be taking place, right? All right, um, then. So we have a roll of a d20 here. And I swear, this one will not fall off the table. Yeah, With I advantage? Okay. With a, no, not advantage. With <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a 12. So it's a 12? Respected elder. We have a respected elder? Okay, we're going to need that. Ch- you got your... You might as well keep that name generator thing out, bro. No, no. Call him. Basket. Basket. <laughs> to go basket. The basket that holds the child there. The basket. The <laughs> cheddar <laughs> and the cracker. Uh, so our, our patron is a what? An elder, uh, elderly? Res- respected elder. elder. Hey, you want to roll 3d20? Why not? Numbers? We have a seven. We've got to get a random randomized name. <laughs> we have a four. And we have a 20. Kurt. The Dellis. The what? The Dellis. D e l l u s. Maybe this shit and de de lose. One more time. D e d e l l u s. De de Now he's gonna need a description, right? De So how about this? We'll give him uh, a major one. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least, yeah. This shit in a basket from the <laughs> from the Red Lobster. That is awesome. The basket from the Rouge Lobster. The Rouge Lobster. We drew a random uh, description here. He's a mouth breather. Breather. You know that Dedellus. You notice this person never fully closes their mouth. The a gaping open mouth and an audible breathing mark. This individual. There's I ed- there's an edit in our uh, available for a blooper from uh, when we were recording a while ago and you're reading something and I and I go and you're like could you have taken a bigger breath I'm like why like <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up I miss you know what That's character funny. you know what character I miss Hans I miss Hans Hans with a cool fella Hans. Hans with great I was thinking about that on the way here <laughs> the Daedalus oh no you just took a funny name and made it actually cool you can't do that. Goodbye, Jesse. <laughs> okay, I was like, I've heard that name before. Why doesn't the God Queen guest on the show? I will tell you why my wife doesn't guest on the show. She hates D and D. I agree. She think yeah, she thinks and me <laughs> and you <laughs> and hate you. Um, she doesn't like D and D, so she does not. She just sits and harangues me about it all the time. But this is a much more constructive uh, hobby than cheating on her. So I'm gonna take D and D. Well, that was quite <laughs> I <right>, gotta so. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now um, now that we've kind of got an idea, right, we've got... Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the adventure we've constructed so far, Brandon? I don't know what's going on with the channel and everything. I'm so confused. <laughs> Unless it's written down in front of me, I don't know what's going on. Okay. We're just naming people right now. Yeah, basically. so... Um, the shit is, the name? Our, is our ally. Yeah. Dedellus um, is the patron. So do you want to break down our current story so far while I scroll okay. through this real quick? So, as of right now, our <laughs> the goal of our dungeon is that to complete a rite of passage, the adventurers have to spend a <laughs> just as Frank's been looking for his laptop charger because the dingus didn't plug it in before we started <laughs> yelling at him right now to plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. Shut up. Okay, that wasn't just me. Um... Yeah, so in order to complete a rite of passage, they have to spend a certain amount of time in this dungeon and try to survive in order so that or so that this ancient dragon who's been kind of harassing their town for centuries can feed off their fear and try to survive. And so they are trying to enlist the help of a, the lord of the land who has an ancient grudge against this dragon and knows that it feeds off fear and that if he can convince people to stop fearing it, maybe it'll stop... Uh, Rassim, I can't remember the dragon's name though. It was wait, oh, it's Kurt Vedix. Kurt Vedix. Uh, it sounds a lot like Kurt Simcox. We just who is <laughs> awesome and is a part of our Crit Nation Fellowship. So head on over to Orkin's Lair. Blogspot.com and check out all of his awesome reviews. We just He's randomly generated the story plot for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we did! Awesome. Or um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. What if, what if that's actually where he uh. The idea came from. What if he? What if all these books are just he's rolling D and D charts? Case like D and D's like this is a good idea. <laughs> it's like I just Let's had an amazing it. idea. <laughs> Nobody will ever think of this. <laughs> um. So now that we've got our, our our adventure set up and 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 an idea going on, uh, what we want to do? Let we want to really. What makes D and D so exciting is the rich lore in the places uh, the stories are that are behind those places. Yep. So what does that mean? We have to give some lore to our location, right? Who say which page that's Oh, he has some ruins. He has the I go into. Well, does it have to be ruins? That's what we're going to find out. Oh. Kind of page 99, I think. This is not a very handy thing to just read from. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very large. 
That's what she said. <laughs> uh, page 99, is that where we're at? Boom. Yes, adventuring environments. We want to do... Okay, so we have a couple different tables here. We have exotic locations, and then we have dungeon locations. So we can probably just do a, a, a odd or evens to determine which chart we're going to pull from. Yeah. Brandon, yeah. you want to pick us a chart? Roll any dice, pick odd or even. Odd will be dungeon location, even will be exotic location. Although we're in a dungeon, though, so... Mm -hmm. There we go. Four, even. Well, the, the, our roll says dungeon, but that's just generic term, I think. What'd you get? Even? So we're exotic locations. So now we need a d20 to tell us what exotic location this sacrifice is going to be taking place in. <laughs> Two. Uh, around a geyser. Oh, what if they get sacked dropped down like the geyser hole? Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So, who's the next sacrifice? <laughs> the god beckons. Throw him in. <laughs> dragon with a long straw. Sacrifice me to an earth spinner. <laughs> dragon with a bendy straw. It, mel it melts all the body boards and sucks it in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, hang on, I messed my chart up here. Um, for my notes. Alright, so now we've got uh, our adventure location is... Around a geyser. Around a geyser, right? Um, so do the, so if let's say the 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 geyser could be like the center of town and the yeah. only source of fresh water. Yeah, yeah, maybe like that's why people like people why built, the town is there. The it's built around the geyser. the geyser, either for fresh water or because the people who settled the town thought that there was like ain't like magic and like mm -hmm. power behind it or something. Yeah, yeah, and and there kind of is yeah. right. <laughs> the place will stay intact as long as the now. dragons <laughs> being fed, right? Not what do you think? They wanted, what do you guys think? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they don't have anything to say today. That's all right. Um, so the town is built around this geyser, right? Maybe it's the only source of fresh water. Do our geysers fresh water? I don't actually know. Yes. They're what? also really hot. Obviously. Very hot. Well, that's what we were just talking about. You toss somebody in it and yeah. their skin melts and he's there with a straw. <laughs> devouring the people. Give me your souls. Yeah, it should be fresh water. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, it's the only source of fresh water, and now we could also even say that um, the the bottom of the geyser leads into <coughs> a runoff into the, like the dragon's okay. dragon's lair. What do you think? All right, yeah. It's the entrance to it. the dragon's lair. Nobody's yeah. gonna voluntarily go in there because it's gonna be hot as hell. <laughs> melt their skin, flesh melting, man. Um, so we also have to determine more about this. Who created this this dungeon and everything? So obviously, the geyser is a natural. Uh, phenomenon but doesn't mean the cave that's attached to it has to be right right so why don't we go ahead and roll on the the uh Dungeon. who the who who, cre who created this now we kind of have the big dragon right now is the big bad but he didn't have to but he didn't it. have to necessarily create in. that location he could have moved in it could have already been there and he took it from somebody so let's find out who who built this let's see who we got and, and once again to all of our listeners out there if you guys got any great ideas dan I know, you do, Jelm, I know you do, Jelm. I know you do. Especially with all that lore you're mowing down Akutoa. Who? Akutoa. Akutoa? Kuatoa. Page 198. I don't know what a Kuatoa is. Does anyone know what a Kuatoa is? It's on page 198 in the mouse manual. You just know that? No, I looked it up in the table of contents. Oh, okay. There's a front of the part of the book. Oh, the little fish dudes. In water! That worked out perfectly. 
Oh, that's awesome. That I don't know if they can... They, yeah, that's really weird. That is... It's Murlocs. a walking fish gun. It's oh, 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 oh. oh, there's <laughs> another page. Uh, yeah, there are, there's arc there, priests. There's whips. That's awesome. So it was created by the <laughs> Kua Toa Fishmen. That's what I'm going to call them. They are degenerate fish-like humanoids that once inhabited the shores and islands of the surface long, world. Long ago, humans and their ilk drove the Kua Toa underground, where they dwell in madness and everlasting night. Perfect. And no longer abide daylight. <laughs> oh, so what was happening is the only fresh water in town was taken over from these fish people by humans, and they started tossing the fish people in there, and so they, they kind of burrowed their own little... Isn't that like a Lovecraft story? Probably. Maybe. Kind of about that. I have no <laughs> about, idea. Like, these fish people. Well, that just means I got good stories. Yeah. <laughs> so fish people uh, taken over... What do you guys think about the taken over? Is that good? Should we go with that or something else? Let's go with it. Because that would make sense to fit the fit the theme. You know, they they're being pushed out by humans or whoever lives in this village. We're gonna say humans, but mostly because that's dang who procreate the most. So maybe okay. So yeah. So there was apparently this like uh, snafu between um, the fish dudes and humans. However long ago it drove them underground. Yeah, because they were they were fighting over the only source of fresh water. As they go underground, they sought refuge with this ancient evil dragon that were like hey you want to help us out here we'll, we'll do you we'll do we'll do you a solid and convince these people they need to sacrifice themselves for if you if you take care of <laughs> us if you protect us that's <laughs> awesome i love that next we have the adventure introduction which is on page 74 i'm already here boom although, although we still haven't fleshed out the eh, i guess we kind of did that actually don't we so yeah, an adventure can begin with a social interaction encounter in which the adventurers find out what they must do and why. It can start with a surprise attack or with the adventurers coming across information by accident. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a d12 on the table p- table that's on page 74. If you do right. that. That's a linear. It's not a crevice. Eight. Eight. That was weird. An NPC the characters care about needs them to go to the adventure location. I got a what? So, uh, our adventure introduction is that an NPC the, char- the characters care about needs them to go to the adventure location, which fits in with our idea of if people are being sacrificed to this dragon, the people we care about, everyone, which should be everyone needs right? us to yeah. go there. Yep. You know, maybe we drew the short straw or something, but <laughs> uh, adventure, uh, page 74, it's going to be over to the right. And I think I'm too far forward. Page 74, you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. It's on the right side of the left page. Yeah, it's like yeah, page 101. <laughs> <laughs> volunteer as tribute. Oh, now it connects. <laughs> Adventure introduction. Which one is it? The number... Uh, eight, I believe. Oh, that's really good. That worked out really well. Yeah. We're getting Indeed. pretty lucky here. Is there anything else? Well, I, did, I think it just fits well. when They've designed it really well that everything yeah. just kind of fits together. Um, so the NPC that everyone cares about is pretty much everyone, right? Yep. Because um, it's your your family, especially as this starts off in a town that you're start you're starting down, right? Mm-hmm. Which works out pretty well. Um, so that was pretty easy. Um, you're trying to save everyone. I think that um, you could add a lot of uh, issues to this um, because maybe some people don't want you to because they're afraid. Yeah, of what will happen. happen, like yeah. without the protection. So you can have two sides of this same coin, right? Kind of like you right now. There's two sides of you, and some people might be okay with one side, <laughs> some people might not be, right? Well, yeah, because I mean, what it comes down to is, even though it's a I support you terrible <laughs> thing that's happening, the end goal or the end result is they're protected they're from safe. the outside world, right? From everything else. So there are gonna yeah, there would be people that are complacent and are okay with. You know, looking away from the ugly things. Right, right. Because they think that they're being kept safe. Yeah. 
That's okay. awesome. That would make for an awesome story, especially if um, the the players run into people who are fighting over it. You right. know, uh, not to get political, but a lot of that kind of happen is happening in our country right now. Where right. there's some people who have differences of beliefs and they don't agree, and it's creating quite a bit of tension right. and danger for others. So I think that 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 really could happen in this scenario quite oh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. What happens if we stop feeding people to this deity or god or monster? You know, yeah. So can't uh, wait for the next presidential debate about that. Oh, that'll be awesome! I don't think we're gonna make it to another one. Well, if we do, it'll be really soon. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we are we are uh, what a a political here at uh, yeah. CritAcademy dot com. We don't want to get into that, but uh, yeah, no. I meant I can't wait for the presidential debate about what happens if we stop feeding people to monsters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, out of my head. all right so uh now every adventure needs something that really sparks that awesome that makes it memorable we need a climax Giggity. and luckily for us the dmg <laughs> gives us quite a few to choose from 12 really good ones in fact so uh, Br- uh will you roll this one and brandon will you read it for us in one of your awesome voices because i meant to have you do that the whole time and i forgot oh really yeah sorry wow 11 Read number 11. Ooh. Perfect. Don't blame the microphone because you can't read. I'm going to blame the microphone. Again? <laughs> You're a big guy for a year old. <laughs> the adventurers must choose whether to pursue the fleeing main villain or save the NPC they care about or a group of innocent. Moral ambiguity. We love moral ambiguity. Though for some people it might not be. Fuck those people. <laughs> and it might not even be that they're bad. It Sometimes they're... You having problems hearing? My ear itched. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, it may not necessarily be... Uh, <laughs> it may not necessarily be that they, they're bad people, but though the lives of a few, or the lives of many outlie... Out, the lives of the a, needs of the many outweigh the needs yeah, of the Yeah, the one. needs of many. <laughs> so, in some situations, they might think that the few lives are worth the sacrifice to protect the many. That's and that that's not necessarily a wrong decision. Right. Right? But who how do you make that decision? If especially if the other players are tied to somebody that's in that group or that tied to that different person. We talked about having the person that's the respected elder. Maybe that person that everybody cares about and and, and, and loves and maybe that's like a high priest or somebody that's the only heal village healer or something like that. So it makes it of importance. Do you chase the villain who might come back and terrorize everyone or do you say try to save this person? Right. What would you do, Brandon? Although it does say chase down the villain. He can replace the healer. <laughs> Although it does say, <laughs> save an NPC they care about or a group of innocents. And maybe the group it of innocents... could be the whole city. Right. Uh, the yeah. whole village. Well, technically, if they're arguing over who's right, maybe only half the village is, is innocent. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you're right. It doesn't have to be one NPC or it can be a group. And I think that that adds a very awesome dynamic to this aven- adventure. So <clears throat> yeah. I'm really excited for that. I just... I can just pick it to check it now. I just enhanced the magic behind this geyser and is now building pressure. You must either confront this before it explodes wipe out the entire village, or you must go after me. Choose, adventurous. Choose. <laughs> I like that. So, and of course, every adventure wouldn't be complete without what, Brandon? Loot. Oh. He's not wrong. <laughs> it's true. 
A twist. Yes. Now, now say it with confidence. Hey, Brandon. Now, every adventure is not complete without a what? M Night Shyamalan. No, no. That's called. That's not a twist. That's called an M Night shit upon. Okay. <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about that. He did six cents right, and that was it. Hey, he did get Christmas done with signs. Signs. No, signs was, was good at best. Signs. Okay. Has, signs has moments. Don't do that. I'm just. Getting out out of the middle of this. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, signs was terrible. Anyway, um, the aliens and their weakness was terrible. Thus, the whole show was terrible. And feel <laughs> That's free kind to of agree what with the me. movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we need a twist. Who wants to roll for this? I want to roll a damn twi- dice, man. Give me a d10. Where's the percentage die? You got one. You got one. Boom. Ten. That's what? That's a one. That is not. Yes, that is a one. Shit. <laughs> okay, that's not as cool as a 10, but I'll take it, I guess. Um, Brandon, do you want to read that? It's on page uh, something. 86? 80. 80. Page 80. What number was it? One? Number one. Number one. Oh. This fits actually perfect, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Today, there's people watching. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> The adventurers are racing against the other creatures with the same or opposite goal. That is awesome. That fits perfectly because we just talked about how each side could be headbutting, right? Right. One side wants you to defeat the dragon to get rid of the need for sacrifices. The other one doesn't want to piss off the dragon. So is he then working? Are they then working with the dragon? Right. What do you guys think? Yeah, you could have like a you know, shadowy cabal of... You know, village elders. Like greater good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, piss me off. <laughs> okay, have you seen Sausage Party? I have not. <laughs> Alicia and I were supposed to go see that so long ago, and we It's forgot. actually not very good. No. no but, well, thank you for that, then. Um, it looked hilarious. Yeah. That's the problem. So, <laughs> in that movie, how you have the fire water, the grits, and the Twinkie who know everything, but they just kind of, like, keep it... <laughs> I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. You know, they, they know about everything. They know what's going on, but they just kind of keep it hidden from everybody. You know, don't let the masses know. Kind of like so a, then are these... Is this quote-unquote dragon cult? Was that the Illuminati? <laughs> um, so this group could be doing whatever it can to sabotage the um, adventurers. Um, in this case, out to try to kill them. They could yeah. be a. They, this would be a good opportunity to make a opposing group, opposing party, which is something you don't see all that often. Where let's say you go into a group with four people, and there's an opposing group of four people <laughs> that are, you know, one's a wizard, one's a one's a paladin, you know, what what have you, and their whole goal is to stop and stop the adventurers, and maybe maybe they cause some of the 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 moral ambiguity that happens right. between right and wrong because technically they might not be doing anything wrong. They're doing what they think is best. Right. Well, and this is cool because I think, I think at so far at least we're keeping it somewhat vague enough to where this can kind of be dropped into a, an, into a, like a long-standing campaign. I would agree. And things can just be tweaked a little bit or added in to make it fit into the lore of your world because mm-hmm. you can kind of you know we've kind of set like what's happening like okay this is why it's like this this is what's happening but you can go in and say okay well before this this is all everything that happened that led up to. The situation that we're in now. Mm-hmm. This is when the dragon got here. This is how it got here. This is why he started demanding tribute, etc., etc., etc. You know, this is when this group of people 
form got together and start decided to keep it a secret from everybody or decided to just you know suppress any opposition to it yeah that's awesome i think you hit a spot on so now the question is we've gone through and we've got a pretty fleshed out adventure now don't we the question is is do we go back up and give more details to our villain hmm. what do you guys think should we go back and give more details to our villain yeah all right we're only an hour in <laughs> I'm trying to keep it as timely as I can for all the Facebook people. Right. Um, all six of you. <laughs> well, let's randomize it. Evens, we go back. Odds, we don't. Yeah, right then. Odd. We don't. We don't. All right. Well, do we have anything else we'd like to add? Anything you think that would really go in, go really well with this? Any little details? I think it'd be cool to play it. Yeah. Not right now, obviously. Well, we should. Well, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have work in the morning. Yeah. I'm old. So do I. Well, I, have, I, have I have responsibilities. Actually, I have work says. in class in the morning. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's it, then. That's our main topic for today. That's our let's build an adventure. All right. I think we got something shoehorned in there pretty good. Yeah. So here's my plan. If I can, obviously, everyone's going to have access to the show notes that we just took. But what I'd like to do, and I've been practicing with Homebrewery, I'd like to turn this into a printable PDF. That, uh, an officialized adventure to the closest close I can get it. Okay. I think that'd be good, it'd be good practice. Indeed. Right. For a book I'd like to put out someday. See how that goes. Alright. I believe in you! I believe I can fly. I expect a signed copy whenever that happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> You can print one off and then forge my signature. Okay. Um, all right, so that is it for our main topic today. And, of course, as with every episode, after we do our main topic, we have to bribe you to stay just a little while longer. Look at all the hearts. We love you. Everyone do the heartsy thing. Brandon, Aww. expect you got to do a giant one for you. <laughs> hearts. Wait, what are you... That's oh, a heart. I've never seen it done that way. Well, what's the other way you do it? Either this way or like That's this. too hard. This is, this, this is clearly a heart. This is also pretty good. It just looks... <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to cast a spell. It's like you're dropping They're your heart. You're trying to cast a spell, bro. <laughs> um, so uh, we, once again, have to bribe you to stay a little while longer. So let's hear a little bit more from Lee. Each episode, we will draw another lucky subscriber's name, and they will win the best-selling adventure, The Claws of Madness, compliments of Lawsmith. Lawsmith is a small indie team of creative artists who remember exploring the realms together with friends, finding incredible places, and meeting colorful characters along the way. They set out to deliver an experience that sparks those lasting impressions that pushed them to create their first standalone adventure, The Claws of Madness. This best-selling adventure is one that you don't want to miss. I was wondering why no one was talking in the chat. We're scrubs, man. What happened? Um, so, apparently when the TV went all janky, it stopped scrolling. And so I just had to scroll down and see... Oh, we... you sphincter! <laughs> sphincter! <laughs> it's the dragon wing. I love it. The wall uh... sphincters! Ah! I love clapping. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not go back in there, but see what we missed up My on. wife is full of, full of ideas. So we got to scroll up. We she vetoed something. We sorry, Alicia. <laughs> uh, are you okay, Brandon? Dan wants to know if you're okay. I'm fine. There's my street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Bob, Bob the, the Builder. builder. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. man. We're thought, I thought it was weird. All right, so... Um, that sucks. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, we apologize so much. I don't. Y'all should be acting out the voiceover. Oh, like, handing... I, that voice, though. 
Yes. I know, right? Like, Lee's I trained myself. Just, uh, I was just telling Lee the other day that one time, uh, a little while ago, <laughs> I was watching a little porn, and I turned the audio on and just turned his, stream, his, uh, his recording on. Finish the job. It's fantastic. Carl, too. <laughs> Carl! <laughs> Carl! That kills people, Carl! Uh, uh, I stabbed him up and ate them. I stabbed him in the chest 37 times. Okay, so, Carl! That kills people! Where are his hands? <laughs> I cooked them up and ate them. <laughs> My stomach was making the rumblies. Carl! <laughs> that only hands can satisfy. <laughs> <laughs> I made you some scrumptious faces to eat. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Alicia doesn't fear his outfit. She's just jealous. Lava's with <laughs> Love Lava's with <laughs> The second one. Um, so, too. does somebody want to actually say who our winner is? Who's our winner? Today's winner is Old Crow 12. <laughs> That's funny. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. You gotta take a stand. One of these days, I swear to God, I'm gonna rip my shirt. Right <laughs> show, show this giant spider hairy chest. <laughs> I use v- I wear you guys know, like I wear V-necks all the time, right? And I got a pretty hairy chest. And one time, I leaned over and Brandon's like, "You got to put that spider away. It looks like a tarantula crawling out of there." <laughs> Remember that? I do. <laughs> Wait, he might have been talking about my butt crack that day. I don't know. <laughs> you remember which one it was? <laughs> I think you said it, Bob. Oh man. <laughs> Llamas with hats, that's so weird. That's what we're, that's, that's that's the, what that's we're recording. Carl! Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Um, what were we standing in? So you congr- actually did it. You actually did it, Carl. You made them eat dragon. It's terrifying. <laughs> so, congratulations to Old Crow 12. Oh, congratulations to Old Crow 12. Um, yeah. We hope you guys, uh, for those winners of our stuff today, we hope you guys like it. If you guys don't, uh, please head on over. Uh, Leave them a review if you like their stuff. Or it really helps them on. If you don't either, yeah, it's kind of hard not to. Be constructive, man. We, though. We've all really run these adventures now, and it's kind of hard to. It's hard to say they're bad, aren't they? They're pretty damn well written. They're solid. They're they're really good stuff. So, um, so now moving on to our fourth and final segment. It's your favorite. It's my favorite. It's not Ian's favorite, but who cares what he thinks? Our unearth tips and tricks. You don't like unearth tips and tricks? I like it's not unearth tips and tricks. It. It's not his favorite. What's your favorite? The main topic, usually. Yeah. So Fair that's like the opposite of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I thought people just skipped through the main topic. <laughs> like, oh, good, Critic Academy's on. I just got to wait an hour to get to the part that I want. Although, to be fair, there are some times where it like, talk about playing. what I always imagine is going on Oh, that's funny. Um, well, uh, just so you know, Jason, because this is what oh, you have imagined. Here, here comes the sale pitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For all of you that are watching and enjoying what you see, all this and all this and even these cannons here, you can actually support us at patreon.com slash Crit Academy. And those cannons, (laughs) (laughs) those are big bazookas. Boom, boom, boom. Um, You can actually support us for $3 a month. You can watch a stream live every Sunday. You get the show notes ahead of time, so you can send me emails and complaints about not you don't agree with me or whatever, or you've got a good idea. Um, But we do monthly meetings with our Patreon pals. Where we sit and we just hang out and talk and mostly talk Warframe and video games and stuff. And some, as a matter of fact, D&D. our last patron patron pills last week mm-hmm. was it, and this costume was voted by Lee and Joan. Yeah, so <laughs> you guys are the reason we have so much entertainment today. So thank you for that. Um, Which I'm not ashamed of. <laughs> I think the goggles really make the outfit. Yeah, for well, sure. I that's just, where that's where my eyes are at. Is it to hide the uh, 
Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. You're right. That does a good job. And then, uh, <laughs> of course, once a month, I run a game for our patrons. Um, uh, randomly choose a few of them, but since there's only like 10 of you right now, um, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Just like really? all of you are available if you're at the gold tier. So, yeah. So check us out on uh, Patreon.com. Uh, give us money. I don't know why we got to keep scrolling like that. Yeah. We shouldn't have to. I would think you were wondering where those from. cans came from. <laughs> where, are these, where are these? God. <laughs> I'm sure he bought them on eBay. That's usually where you get stuff like that, I think. Yeah, I got them on eBay. <laughs> I would have said Spencer's. <laughs> so Craigslist. our our character concept today is all natural focus. <laughs> this comes in... Does anybody know how to pronounce that name? This comes in from Bjarn. Bjarn. Bjarn Nielsen. Torbjarn. <laughs> Torbjarn. Torbjarn. <laughs> okay. Completely unrelated. My Have you turret. seen the video of the, the guy who voice acts as Lucio going no. around talking to all the other voice actors? I am not a Tor. <laughs> hey, Torbjarn. 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 <laughs> You guys are funny. Well, oh, we not forgot. No chill. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, Brandon, do you want to take this? Huh? Uh, actually, I like the videos with the guy who voices Reinhardt trolling the cast players that are just as Reinhardt. Take what? The, the character concept, you... God. Ah, the words. I literally had really <laughs> face palm because of that. <sighs> All natural focus. My wife's high elf druid. Elithia. Elitha. How do you say that? I don't know. Figure it out. Elitha has no druidic focus, so she instead channels her powerful nature magic through her bat mouse. That sounds terrible. Bob. Oh, uh, do you want to actually read that in, in an entertaining format? <laughs> yes, I'm doing something kind of like reading it to himself. <laughs> Amazon. No, I didn't get off Amazon. They suck. Played Overwatch movies. It's high noon. Freak out players. Yeah, I, I've read Matthew that. Mercer. He, yeah. Uh, he DMs Crit Academy. Or Crit Roll. Critical role. I wish he would DM me. That'd be awesome. He just got married. Congratulations yeah, to Matt Mercer sure. on your marriage, man. I'll send you a sympathy card. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you know I'm right. That Mercer. Yeah. That Mercer. Oh man, I I, I don't I don't know if I talked about it on the show. I was in tears when I was watching the finale, the episode before the finale. Yeah, I've watched that. I was in tears. I have, I'm like ten episodes behind well, right you, now. You're terrible. I was in tears. It's like a season finale, right? Or is it done, done? Um, I don't really know. It was done, as far as I know, but who knows? The cam- campaign's done. Okay, gotcha. you, Vox Machina is done. Go. They might continue, I guess. I don't know. My wife's high elf druid, Aletheia, <laughs> has no druidic focus, so she instead channels her powerful nature magic through her pet mouse, Bob. I found this idea too freaking awesome not to allow in our home. Okay, so wait. So instead of having a druid focus, her power is channeled through a living, <laughs> natural creature. Yep, gotcha. that is awesome. I really would have never thought of something like that, but that's the type of stuff that I love as a DM. Ooh, channel through a crow or something. Yeah, a, th- a crow. Well, any creature at all. I mean, yeah. I personally would allow this. I don't know how many of you guys would. I don't see that it would break the game, other than I would now have a reason to kill the the the, pet. the little pet, and especially when you start giving it a name. I buy a Okay, are these different people doing this, or is Lee or Joan just smashing the heart button? <laughs> you can only hit it once, I think. You can hit it multiple times throughout the video. Oh, I had no idea. I thought you could only do it once. Well, maybe. Let's find out. Who Someone's cares? like, yes, yes! <laughs> I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I think this Oops. is awesome. I think it's a very cre- <laughs> creative yeah, idea. Who's doing that? Um, 
And I think that it's a unique idea that there's... I don't think there's really any reason why it's not raw to not allow it. Right. Um, And... I mean, I can you can get really creative with this now if it's not just maybe uh, like in uh, you could do it as say you're a nature uh, a ranger who uses magic, you know maybe you can flavor your power coming through your your uh, minion. If you're like I'm not gonna lie though, pet, yeah, yeah, beastmaster, the beastmaster. Although I'll admit though, when I was first reading the show notes, was I uh, using a joy focus focus and channel through nature? Mm-hmm. My first I'm like, I channel my spell through the stick. <laughs> Isn't that a wand? It's a twig. <laughs> and does thou turn his thine penis into a stick? <laughs> it's called a wand. <laughs> Touche. Uh, so I think this idea is awesome, and I think it could be so much fun. The idea, and it, not, it doesn't have to be tied to just a, a, a druid, though it makes most sense for, like, a nature type. Well, yeah. Um, I could see it as a, a, a character concept where I play a wizard where I don't cast the spells. Freaking laser beams are shooting out of my familiar Albama's eyes. I was just saying, I could Alb- see it working for like a warlock where if they have like the familiar. The, oh, the Pact the of the Pact Chain. Of the chain yeah. yeah. Or uh, the uh, Draconic Sorcerer ch- chilling through a dragon skull. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that. So that is the character combat. Uh, that is our character concept today the all natural focus. Aww. Uh, we Ryan, get it. Do you want to take that one or you want me to? <laughs> just smashing those buttons. <laughs> I got this. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, why don't you it. Tear, tear it up? I read the name like, oh, that insane dwarf is coming back to me. <laughs> that insane yeah, dwarf? You know the one. The one that loves his exes. I miss my insane dwarf. Or no, the human that thought he was a dwarf. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. I was actually just listening to that on the way uh, the other yesterday, actually. I'm a dwarf, woman! Our monster variant today is the Axial, Axialosaurus. The origin for this monster is the Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. What the... F- I don't get... Th- Listen here, Dino Boy. Why didn't you volunteer to take this, Mr. Dino Boy? I don't know. Have you ever played Dark Souls? I am playing it right now, <laughs> This reminds me as of, fuck. Have you gotten to the Gaping Dragon yet? Uh, or no. even the Gargoyle Boss? Yes, Gargoyle. This reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, uh, we give him two new features um, uh, on this creature here. He's pretty awesome. Uh, the first one is the Axe Tail Sweep. Axe! <laughs> this creature has a massive axe attached to the end of its tail. When this creature makes a tail attack and the target creature fails its saving throw and is not prone, the Axiolosaurus may make an additional tail attack as slashing damage. The target automatically succeeds the saving throw. So, basically what this does is it gives additional action economy. It's basically like a sweeping multi-strike. You get to it, they get to now attack two targets instead of one. Right. Only if the target is knocked prone. So basically, I envision the tail is hitting it with like the blunt end of it, knocking the guy down and passing right through and cleaving into somebody else, mm-hmm. okay. which I think is awesome. It would have to be within 10 feet because I think that's a range of that ability, which is still pretty... That's pretty devastating. Ah, yeah. Um, Jason says, oh, and a Dark, dark Souls spin... Uh, spin Add a Dark Souls spin to it and allow weapon. the players to attack its tail you know to that? remove it. If you- Hit that gargoyle boss if you chop off its tail and gives you a weapon. That's a good idea. I didn't know that. Gives you a big axe. When you get to the gaping dragon, attack its tail. I will do that. That's awesome. Um, So uh, we also gave it another ability. Now I love things that can throw my players for a loop. So I uh, I added this called the tail beat. Two times a day, when an enemy is attacking, the Axiolosaurus can slam its tail onto the ground, kicking up dirt and dust between itself and the attacking enemy. 
When this creature is attacked by a creature within 30 feet it can see, it can use its reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack roll, causing dust and debris to blind the target temporarily. A creature that can't be blinded is immune to this feature. So... Like a sand. Yeah, <laughs> basically this is just a reflavor of <laughs> the, the warding flare that the cleric light domain has. Yeah. But it's a good way to catch the players off guard. If the the big barbarian with the great axe is charging towards them, boom, 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 and swings, and then all this thing smashes its tail down and sends up all this dust, and then his attack misses because of that, oh, he's going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. He's going to be really pissed. So I think this is a really nice um, feature to this. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like it. As well, you should. What about it's you guys? What do you guys ass. imagine <laughs> imagine going on when you're fighting something like this? Uh, lots of stuff being cut left and right. Smelly pants. Combining dinosaurs and axes. <laughs> Bring me my brown pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is our monster uh, variant, the Axiolosaurus. And if you don't like the name too bad... The Axiolosaurus. Everyone gave me a hard time about the whip and nene. <laughs> We're still going to give you a hard time for that. No, don't ask. Character don't, don't ask. Don't ask. So, Troy sent me a character contest with like, a whip and a, and a thrusting tech kind of thing, and he didn't give it a name, so I had to. That's the, I was listening to the song, it was coming on the radio at work, so I'm like, the whip and nene. And so, after when he had him on, he's like, I'd like to, apo-, Troy's like, I'd like to apologize to everyone for the whip and nene. For everything I send to Justin for now on will, in fact, have a name. Oh, you should have. That you should have observed that name. When, for you, when you who s- rides a horse with a whip. No, don't. Oh, that's no. a good one. No, the Kraken whip. When I heard that name, I wanted to go suck start a shotgun. <laughs> suck start a shotgun. Oh well, my! If anybody God. had enough strength to suck something out of a shotgun, it'd be you. Uh, How do you want to you know? take our encounter? Sure. I've heard the tales. Game up. <laughs> Oh, you're talking to him? I was like, what, what tales have you heard? <laughs> Never mind. You okay. don't want to know. So, I thought you were talking to me, though. So, anyway. So, the encounter of the, the podcast... The fact that he's like, wait, which ones did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> the encounter of the podcast is No Rest for Heroes. <laughs> Joe's like, no, not the whip. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, players, a lot of the times, will try to take short rests immediately after combat or a difficult encounter. Oh, yeah. So, definitely plan for it and try to surprise them. So maybe when they sit on that bench to take a little breath, it's a mimic. Oh man, can you get your ass bit into when you're going to take a break? I'm taking a break. That'll really come back to bite him in the ass. Oh yeah, I see what you did there. That's that's awesome. Or if they decide to take a bathroom break. Oh no, you don't need that. Lamfrey jumps up and latches onto their taint. I was uh, thinking mimic outhouse actually, but yeah, yeah, we've done. I think we've done. We've done the. I think we've talked about the mimic, out, mimic outhouse, but uh, maybe yeah. that was for uh, patrons. I don't remember. But yeah, I love this idea because uh, I constantly see on forums that how do I? St- my players always take a rest. My players always take a rest. My players always take a rest. Disrupt it. Disrupt it. it problem solved. It. I mean, we use a mimic here sitting on a bench because you know that's something they wouldn't expect, but it can also just easily be you know. Um, a trap that goes off after they've been sitting in a room for a while. There was a uh, adventure I was just running uh, where if they set, if they hang out in the room too long, it starts to burst into flames. Now it's psychic damage, and it's not real, but it's not a real fire. They it's just magic. That. Yeah, it's magic that just bursts into flames. Or the adventure takes place in a volcano and the lava's rising. Oh, there you go. But this is a good way. I mean, but they'll expect that though. If it's going up, they're going to kind of expect that. You're not going to be expecting sitting in a dining hall. 
Oh, let's take a break, man. I'm all yeah. out of spell slots. It's a lot harder and, and, to, when they're taking a break in the middle of a downy hall. You're like, all of a sudden you're in a volcano <laughs> and the lava is rising. <laughs> I'm just saying if it's if just in a volcano. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's a really fun, exciting one. Um, yeah. That is our encounter of the podcast, No Rest for Our Heroes. Brandon. No Rest for the Wicked. Would you like to talk uh, about our uh, magic item there? You do so good when you read them in your voice. I love it. Did you really call it Alluring Powder? Yeah. Well, I gave it a name because he didn't give it one. But are you going to give me a hard time about Alluring Powder now, too? No, it's... I realize Whippin' Nene is terrible, okay? It's funny because it's Alluring Powder and I'm... Yeah, and did you read the description? Not yet. It's hilarious. So, why don't you start with our magic item is... The Alluring Powder by Taming Harvey. When this fine white powder is combined with a strand of hair from its target and is added to food or drink, the meal... Shut up! (laughs) Oh, sorry. You have to start over. The meal or beverage becomes simply irresistible to the one it's intended for. So, uh, at first, first I didn't want to add... I didn't really think nothing of this item. It's it's pretty simple. You combine it with somebody's DNA and they become irresistible. The food or beverage becomes irresistible. But what if you're trying to... Poison somebody? Poison somebody. Or knock them out so you can kidnap them. I mean, it all of a sudden that this mundane magic item actually had a very potent and powerful use. This makes me think of... (laughs) In the second Harry Potter movie with the floating cupcakes Mm -hmm. to get Crab and Goyle. Yeah. Something like distract yep. a guard with it or something. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> um, and and the, and yes, I do realize. Do anybody else realize this sounds a lot like uh, like cocaine? Yeah. That that, that wasn't intentional until after uh, I was reading it. So I don't know. I don't know if he did that on purpose um, or if that was a happy accident. What, what, is that what he, is that what uh, Bob Ross says? It's a happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so it turned out kind of like cocaine. I don't That's endorse cocaine accident. at all. But uh, I think that this could be really powerful. And it doesn't really spe- uh, specify the delivery system, right? Nope. It just needs to be mixed in with the food. So yep. could you shoot an arrow in into somebody's food? That would be kind of weird, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Bad example, I suppose. Uh, but like, you know, triple little vial into it. What's that? Well played, Jason. Well played. I guess if you wanted to go with something like that, if you were like hunting... Send the party on a quest from the parents to get their kids to eat their vegetables. <laughs> All children only eat the fucking veggies. <laughs> What'd you say? That's, that's say, I don't know. Like, maybe if you wanted to go with something like that, if you were if you're hunting and you mm-hmm. have it on the arrow that you kill the animal with. Oh, nice. And then, so that you become allured to your own. Well, no. And then you use that animal as the food that you're serving to the person. Oh, so you hunt the animal and then get it into their... Uh, yeah. So you, so you tip your Which arrow Which I guess, it. though, at that point, if you're the one killing it... Although... That's a little extreme. You don't really need to put it in the arrow. You can just <laughs> kill it and then... <laughs> <laughs> Although, I know you wrote down strand of hairs, which I had to put in it, but... That's just an example. What if you want to get rid of the dragon terriers in the town, and you basically put this uh, powder onto, like, a poison cow... That's a good idea. So, so then when it when it, from the dragon, when, it swo- yeah. when it swoops in and then swoops off with the cow, and you never see the dragon again because it passed away. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a dragon would just automatically save against that. They have like they have a feature for that, right? It just lets them save automatically. So probably a legendary action, maybe. yeah, something like that. But yes, but anyways, the idea is really it's a great <laughs> delivery, uh, a way to get poisons. And do you guys have any other I- ideas besides that? That's the only one I could think of, but that instantly made that a much more useful I, I, item. I think my biggest use for it would probably be like a distraction. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. To like, like if you're trying to sneak past guards or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're all of a sudden just. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can make hell of money with it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could. Ooh, yeah, like there you go. Like, Open your okay. own shop. There you go. The bad guy, like the bad guy, could be like a bartender, like an innkeeper. Oh, um, nice. Like, cat, like hexing people essentially to keep buying food from him. And so they got to come back every day and get more, more, amounts and more. Of money. <laughs> oh man, these burgers. Are so and that would be a, that would be a really life. great opportunity to be able to get their DNA to mix it with the powder too, because they're coming to you already. Yeah. Right. You open up a bar. They all come in. You have a waitress bump into them, pluck some hair, or yeah. pull you know pull some clothes off them, or whatever. But uh, I think that's really cool, and that could that could be that could be some underground shit right there, mm-hmm. where the reason his business is doing his food isn't even that good. It's just cocaine. <laughs> it's, it's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about starting a drug ring. <laughs> oh man, we got Where's Heisenberg. At? <laughs> <laughs> so that is our magic item of the podcast: the alluring powder. Our dungeon master tip of the podcast comes from Gabe Kleinart. Kleinert. I still don't know if I'm saying his name right. Kleinert? I think I would have asked him by now. Kleinert. Gabe from Interparty Conflict. There if you go. haven't checked out Interparty Conflict, they are uh, one of our members of our fellowship, <laughs> and they are awesome. They do a lot of show very similar to our, our much like our uh, Let's Talk About Blank segment, but their whole show's about it. Mm-hmm. And man, they are a lot smarter than me when it comes to lore and shit. And they are. <laughs> They're really good guys. We had them on a couple. Ep- we had them on an episode. Check them out. Um, you'll love them. That's innerpartyconflict.com. It's dot com. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay. Um, so dot com. <laughs> so uh, Gabe's uh, DM tip of the podcast is campaign calendar. Um, create and use a campaign calendar. Oh, I gotta. How can I? I, I want to do his voice, but I don't want to. I'm not going to try. (laughs) (laughs) Create and use a campaign calendar. It doesn't have to be anything complex, but if you keep track of roughly where in the year your campaign is, it can make the whole world feel more real. If the campaign starts in the summer and then transitions into fall, winter, spring, and summer again, the campaign has a natural... uh, The campaign progresses. To make it even better, add in a few specific holidays and remember to use them. The Harvest Festival can be a great opportunity for role-playing. The Winter Solstice, solstice a great deadline for an evil necromancer, uh, an evil necromancer's plans. And having a day devoted to love and fellowship can be awesome if players uh, remember how they spent last year's love fe- uh, festival sitting alone by themselves, as is most <sighs> gamers' real thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's kind of a, a, a thing, I guess. Uh, Gabe, I want to thank you for reminding uh, all gamers out there who are that they're alone most of the time. So, yeah. way to be awesome there, buddy. <laughs> um, but I think he's right. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, festivals and like, big events like that are a really easy way to introduce like, a new campaign, like a new story hook. Right, right. Or, like, to end a big story. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've done... I've had... Uh, like holidays in my campaigns that were devoted to the party. You know, they saved a town or something. From oh, they some get their own holiday. Day. That's and awesome. So every year they have this, you know, celebration to remember these pl- these people who <laughs> these people who saved them. The hero of camp and the man they call Jane. And so uh, that that campaign ended up ending, and then we ended up getting together to play again a little bit down the road. I was like, oh, play with those characters, and I the campaign was at their festival. That's awesome. And so it was a festival where they were like being celebrated and they were celebrities and stuff. And so holidays like that are really fun to work with. And yeah, if you if you keep a calendar, it can help with the continuity of right. 
campaign. Well, well, that beat my idea for a twist on Day of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Brandon? I like the idea of having seasons change during a campaign. Yeah, any particular reason why? Besides what you just said? Just that it makes it feel more down to earth. Well, and I think it gives you a lot of opportunities to play with stuff that don't get delved into. Um, Like when we ran... um, um, what the hell is our sponsor's name? Goblinstone? Yeah. <laughs> when we ran Banquet of the Damned, it takes place during uh, a festival. Yeah. A pie festival. And it's, it happens in fall, um, right around harvest time. And that that makes an important setting. And it really adds to the flavor of the, the campaign because there's no reason that as your adventures go on, if they end up in that area in, in another year... Oh, yeah, by the way, in, in two ten days is that festival down there over in um, whatever the hell the name of that city was. I don't, even, I don't even remember. It's been a while. Yeah. I've played it like five times, but I always forget. But anyways, um, so yeah, it adds a whole lot of uh, awesome and story to it, especially if you've got big baddies that are on timers. Well, or an- coronation events, right? Mm-hmm. You and, know. And another thing I think it kind of brings is... I missed can, you. <laughs> it can make things more difficult on your players. So, you know, if they have to travel, make this long journey, and the quickest way is by sea, but it's winter. <laughs> That's awesome. Can is the harbor frozen? Can they take the boat, or do they, oh, they, they got ice? The long they got ice skate. Are they going to have to take the long way and walk around, which then leads to danger? Of oh, and, and new discoveries too. Right. That's awesome. So, very cool. Things like that can help spice up your game a little bit. Adventure day is a. Easy way to get your party together quick. Gabe as adventure as an adventuring day. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I I know what they're talking about. In Gabe's show, he had a uh, he had an idea um, where he he sometimes he struggled to get everyone together. Mm-hmm. So in this big town, he just had what's called Adventurer Day, and everyone came to town for jobs and looking for work. And that was one of those it's solutions. Like a job fair. Yeah, it's a job <laughs> fair. It's exactly what it was. And it, it's a really good quick pickup thing. Um, and I mean, I think that's awesome. Maybe that's a once a month thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're bored. Well, you guys can spend, uh, 20 down days and I'll see you at adventure day. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, go work on some armor or go practice your spells or whatever. So that is our dungeon master tip of the podcast. Have a campaign calendar, a campaign calendar. Compliments of Gabe Kleiner of inner party conflict. Our player tip of the podcast is... Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. I remembered that one. Did you? <laughs> um, and this also is a tip from Gabe as well. So thank you, Gabe, for... I want to thank in. all of our listeners who submit stuff. Yeah. And you make my job a million times easier. Now, I do get stuff we've already done um, to varying degrees. But for the most part, makes my job easier since I'm literally the one putting all this stuff together. So more submissions would be awesome. Thank you. All right, recruits, bring several weapons. Bobby does a great job of giving certain enemies resistances. So, specific weapon types, and as long as you bring a few in, such as your bludgeonings and your slashings and, and piercings as you like, gives you more versatility. Yeah, sure, in the adventure, sure, brings a sword with him. But you can't just keep a warhammer and a dagger in the back pocket, just uh, bludgeon and pierce your enemies to death. Oh, it's useful. And not only that, but it also gives you some extra weapons, if that's... Some some smart Alec DM just has to disarm you. Worst of melee, you can always just pull some from your back pocket and get right back onto your combat. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a really good tip for uh, Brotor. 
I know, right? Mr. Broken Weapon left and right, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a really, uh, a really great tip because there's some monsters that have certain resistances to different damage types. And so is it more effective to attack... Uh, let's say a, a skeleton, right? They're resistant. Mm-hmm. They're resistant to everything except for, or they're weak against bludgeoning, right? Yep. Um. So does it? And the resist. I think they're resistant to piercing and slashing, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. And so does it make more sense to beat them with a, a small hammer? Well, the warhammer is still one d eight, and yeah, your strength mod might not be as strong as like your dex if you're a dex base, but it gives you an alternate form to be more effective during and more tactical during combat, and it really doesn't take a whole lot of extra weight to carry some of those things, right. even if it's one or two different weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is a, a really great way for it. And he mentioned the being disarmed. That's something that can really screw you. I don't know if you guys know, yeah. but you can when you disarm somebody as a free action, you can kick that shit away. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're gonna get it. no. I'm gonna knock it out. I'm gonna <laughs> kick that shit off a cliff or something, you know. And that's a free action. So all the players that would like to do that, make sure you do that. But um, it it really can can save you. Now, obviously, if you drop your great sword and you pull out a long sword, it's probably not gonna be quite as effective. But it's better, it's better than, than nothing. Yeah, it's better than trying to bend down to get your weapon and get stabbed in the ass, you know. So yeah, finding some smart like monk depends. that keeps disarming it. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, it depends. Like old people's underwear depends. Okay, um, so that is. Uh, is there anything else <laughs> okay. you guys wanted to add, Brandon? Anything? Yeah. My wizard carries extra weapons. Your what? My wizard. Your wizard? What kind of weapons? Swords and bows, mostly. Yeah. This is a necromancer. Can trips. <laughs> what if you silence? <laughs> <laughs> that's a better. That's a good. Yeah. Well, he carries them because he's a necromancer, so he can give them to whoever whatever oh, he raises. That makes sense too. That's awesome. I would have never thought of that. Look at that. All you necromancers out there, carry shit for your minions you're going to summon. Because not every corpse you stumble across is going to be equipped with a weapon, okay? <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, so, that is it uh, for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by packing heat. <laughs> <laughs> packing <laughs> uh, so before we close out our show we have one more prize to give away Yay. it's been a long few days of travel uh, and the adventurers yeah, are tired of eating rations and sleeping on the ground the road opens to a small town with an inviting tavern the smells of grilling meat and ale fill their nostrils and the sound of laughter and music float out the tavern's door unlucky for the adventurers they've stumbled upon Dragon's Breath Tavern. What starts out as a pleasant evening of food, drink, and entertainment soon evolves into an adventure that takes the party into and under Dragon's Breath Tavern. The adventure includes roleplay, exploration, combat, and a dice game called Demon Dice. You know what the best part about that voice is? What's that? It matches his face. I know, right? (laughs) He joins us for our... If you don't know, uh, for those who don't know, that is one of our patron members, uh, Lee Pierce. He does a phenomenal job making us look professional. I am sorry <laughs> that uh, your little grid thing isn't here, um, Lee, but because um, I couldn't figure out how to do it through Facebook. So <laughs> he made us an awesome frame for our like streams. Yeah. It's beautiful, and it's so hot, but I couldn't figure out how to get it to work on Facebook, so we don't have it. But he does a yeah. lot of good stuff for we, us, and we really do appreciate <laughs> we it. We did patron pals, and... Uh, Joe and him came up when it, when he spoke. It, his face popped up. Went, ooh, 
<laughs> it was so funny. We're getting ready to go to bed and shit, and it's like broad daylight because he lives in Australia, I think. Right? It was Australia. Australia. Yeah, it was nine twenty here, and he said it was noon. Don't yeah, it's like ten hours. And then I'm wondering why the hell he isn't at work. <laughs> it was Monday for him. Anyway, just so how's tomorrow? Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> even Joma is getting excited there. Um, so this week's winner of Jeff Stevens' um, Dragon's Breath Tavern is Nico. Cousin Nico. And it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. You gotta take a stand and don't have to hide. What? That's that fish, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big fish, brother. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Nico. Um, send an email to collect your reward. Uh, that's our show. Yeah. Woo. That's our live show. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that we've tickled your genitals today. We hope that you've really enjoyed the experience of watching us live. Um, if you did, please help support our show. Visit Critic or visit Patreon.com slash Critic Academy. Help support our show. Um, I put a lot of stuff up there. Uh, like butt pics. Yeah, yeah, dick pics, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> butt pics. Um, but more importantly, when that drive just... away, listeners, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you very much for all the effort and the support that you give us. I mean, we're exceeding. You know, we're twenty thousand downloads every month. That's amazing. Um, and we have patrons that support us, and that's awesome. Um, so. Please join us on our next episode, Fuck. where we have special guests, Garen and Dan from D&D Character Lab. Don't you mean Gavin? What the fuck did I say? Garen. No, Garen's right. No, no, asshole. <laughs> you guys said I kept saying it wrong. I said it wrong once. <laughs> if you don't know what their show is, it's awesome. They do... <laughs> You're trying to untangle themselves. Um, they uh, do a show, a podcast, uh, that's a, where yeah, they okay. build character concepts and then pit them against each other, and then argue about their superiority and which one's better. And the show's really exciting, and we're really excited to have them, and it was funny as hell. Um, And if you don't know, you wouldn't know, because I'm just now going to share this, they are officially members of Crit Nation Fellowship. So congratulations and welcome. We welcome you with open arms. Come on, everybody, welcome Like this, yes, we love you guys. So thank you for joining us. Make sure to check them out um, over at dndcharacterlab.com. And I'm freaked out because she's still standing there with a phone. Shaking it. Yeah, so, yeah, like this. Just like that. And then it's going to erupt all at once. Stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. That looks like a familiar position for you. (laughs) On bottom, getting sprayed up. Stop it. Um, you're supposed to be sick. Get him a bed. Uh, okay, so the problem is I'm going to have to clean this shit up. Um, uh, anyway, so if you have any feedback on our tips and tricks... <laughs> if, you, if you have any feedback on our tips and tricks or topics you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us. You can email them to us at critacademy at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Twitter at critacademy. We hope you've enjoyed your experience here at Crit Academy. If you did, you can help others find the show by leaving a hopefully five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice. Or just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. Somebody else want to take the one line? All right. Also, be sure to give us a like and a share. 
Make sure to subscribe to our show at CritAcademy.com so we can help you on your future adventures, as well as give you a chance to win cool prizes each and every week. And you also find links to our fellowship members as well. Yep, our fellowship members are awesome, and now includes uh, dndcharacterlab.com. They all the Duke. Yeah, head on over and check out interpartyconflict.com. Those guys are phenomenal. Their content is great, and they're there to answer your questions. Um, you can also check out Laura Smith and Goblinstone. Um, they're our sponsors. They're the reason you have free stuff, and they've got all kinds of other goodies that you guys should check out and, and, and help support them. Uh, it's good to support indie developers, and as well as Oricon's Lair. He does great content. He has great reviews and great, yeah, and, and great interviews with uh, other uh, uh, other people. Yeah, lots of interviews. Um, yeah. Thanks, Dan. Indeed. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your other co-host, Brandon. And I'm the God Queen! Nice. So thanks for listening, babe. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade shut. No, fuck you! That's my line, and you know it. <laughs> you do that on purpose now. <laughs> Keep your blades sharp and your spells prepared, heroes. <laughs> You just got smacked out by a higher authority. <laughs> by the God Queen. <laughs> Keep your blades sharp and spells oh, prepared, hell, heroes. Queen. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> oh my God. We just cleaned it up. <laughs> she knows. Bye, everyone. Thanks Sam. for joining us.